Hey, hello again, everybody. It's Dan Sixsmith here, and we're in Dallas, Texas, and we are still at this exciting inaugural Sales Enablement Society conference. And I am actually pleased to have with me one of the founding members, Nicole O'Brien. Welcome, Nicole. Hello, thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, we've been having a great time. And Nicole, tell us how you got involved in the Sales Enablement Society originally. Originally, it was five of us that really just wanted to get together to do a, um, a meetup or you know, a professional sort of exchange of ideas. And um, as we got sort of through it, um, it's, it's, a, it's a long, uninvolved story, but Scott sent out, Scott Santucci, who is the, one of the founders, he sent out a big email to everybody on his LinkedIn profile that was in the D.C. area. And, um, and so we responded and got together, and we realized that there was a thread in all of our frustrations, you know, just professionally. Uh, we were all in sales, marketing, you know, in various industries. And what was cool was we realized that the frustrations were similar and the causes were very similar, regardless of where we were, whether, you know, what industry we were in or how big the organization was, there were still the same commonalities there. And we decided to just start meeting to talk mm -hmm. about them and to see what other people were doing. And and it really turned into like, wow, I think we have something here. And uh, we ended up naming it the Sales Enablement Society because <laughs> we were just talking about sales enablement because that really was the common thread. So uh, so we you know made a nonprofit and mm -hmm. started awesome. holding meetings. And word got out, and it just exploded. There, we have um, we have chapters all over the country. There's like 30 chapters now. Wow. Um, so this was two years ago, and this is our second annual conference. The first one was down in um, Palm Beach, Florida, around this time last year, mm -hmm. and we were terrified that nobody would come, right? And we got a couple hundred people there flying in on their own, on their own time, on their own dime, um, to come and, and share. And it was extraordinary. It really was. And that was when we really knew we had something. And so we've started to build out and formalize things. Um, we have a platform now um, online. It's, um, it's uh, SES. It's sesociety.org. Uh, you can go there, and there's all kinds of information. There's There's threads and feeds and uh, plenty to sort of dig into. We've established work groups mm -hmm. uh, across the country. So we've got people that are really digging into um, practices and things that sort of just need to be talked about and figured out. Um, maybe put some kind of, not structure, but some advice around mm -hmm. all that's going on and all that's not working. There's a lot of stuff that is working, but there's a lot of stuff that isn't working. So um, that's what we've been doing, and it's, it's been pretty ambitious and pretty fun. Yeah, it's amazing, and there's tremendous value in sharing, you know, among yes. practitioners. So I've heard this over and over, you know, for the last couple of days, like people just excited to talk to other people that are facing the same hurdles and yes. able to share you know, some of the best practices or some of the, you know, blow-ups or things that don't it's work. True. And, 
you know, feeling like a bond with people. It really know? is. And that was part of, I think, why it grew. It felt like a support group because yeah. <laughs> we, I, I, we felt like I was, we would always say, we felt like the VPs of broken things. Like we would just come <laughs> into an organization and everything was broken and we weren't sure how to connect it. And we weren't right. the only one. So right. it was, it was very, very, very cool to have that bond. And I think that's what's, what's yeah. really there. And we're all volunteers. Nobody gets paid. Mm-hmm. And we come together and we share a lot of information. And I have learned so much from being, you know, just around other these other people that are in other areas of business. And, you know, I'm teaching and mm-hmm. they're learning. And it's just this great exchange of ideas that um, one wouldn't, could never predict that this would be so successful. Yeah, and I have to say, I mean, how many people do you think are here at, at this uh, event? Um, right. Well, we have 2,000 members now, and I think that there's at least 350, yeah, something like that. I was going to say. Um, and really, I want to congratulate you guys because I've gone to a lot of conferences mm-hmm. over the last you know decade or so. I don't think I've ever seen one with a vibe that's so positive, number yeah. one, and just uh, um, just this element of just sharing and openness and welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. It's really incredible. Everyone has been so friendly. Everyone is so approachable. Everyone so wants to help in whatever way they can. Yes. So kudos to you guys. It really has been a tremendous Thank experience you. here, and I think you guys are going to do great. We actually designed this conference around the experience. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was the first thing that we said, um, you know, how, how is, how is it, what's the experience going to be like? Cause it needs to be like it was in, in Palm beach mm-hmm. where everybody was, we were just all in mm-hmm. and we were taking things apart and putting things back together and everybody was having just a great time. It was just a great time. Mm-hmm. So we want it to be a great time and really, really, uh, meaty and, you know, the experience needed to be. So mm-hmm. we wanted to have a whole lot of stuff going on. You could choose your own path. You weren't stuck right. in one place. Right. You didn't no, have, you know, two things yeah. to choose from. You have right. five tracks. You've got <clears throat> salons. You have meetups. Right. You can just hang out right. and talk and, and yeah, find no, somebody. It's, yeah, it's, it's just fantastic. the conversations have been amazing. We've been doing a lot of social media. We've been doing mm-hmm. a lot of video. Um it's just it's been it's been tremendous it really has we've been very very happy really exciting so let's talk a little bit about sales um okay uh i host this podcast called sales is king and we uh bring in experts and we we talk about the changing game of sales today so i want to ask you because you're coming at it from a marketing angle i am um so let's talk about one near and dear to your heart the alignment between (laughs) marketing and sales what is the current state and where you're trying to take it? My, in my experience, my pet peeve has been the misalignment of marketing <laughs> and sales. Um, and and any, anything that's in between, the sales ops that sits in between and, and all of the, the other functions that come through. And, you know, I, the, we are becoming more aligned. I have to say that I believe that we are becoming more mm-hmm. aligned because we have to. And mm-hmm. in the digital economy that's moving so quickly, and there are so many new features, there are so many new ways to sell, there are so many new platforms, 
There's some so really new ways to measure things that we never had before. Mm -hmm. um, that it's we're all getting closer. It's becoming sort of one one platform almost. It's it's hard to say. I can't find the word. Anyway, yeah. it it really um, mm -hmm. we're more tightly aligned, and mm -hmm. I think people are more aware. I know in my organization now, the sales team is really, really aware of what marketing is doing, and we talk to them mm -hmm. every day. So that's part of that's important finding what they need and being able to take our creativity and our expertise in order to reach out into the market to give them what they need, right? So. It's not about marketing driving what we think they need and telling sales, okay, this is what will get, this is what will, will, you know, will fill your funnel and you will be the star salesperson if you use this piece of, <laughs> you know, this piece of, of, of collateral and, um, and, and you got this great new logo and, you know, and the colors are beautiful so they're going right, you know, to so sign golden. on the dotted line. Right. Right. So it's not, it doesn't work that way anymore. Um, I'm not sure that it ever did, but for some reason, we've been able to sell many things uh, without any alignment there. And I think now with the technology, the alignment's necessary, and I think it's pushing us closer, which is the good news. So I'm mm -hmm. thrilled about that, and um, I'm really seeing it take shape uh, in my organization, which is great. That's awesome. And it's really almost, it's like aligning around the customer. That's you know what exactly I mean? right. Because I keep hearing, Marketing and sales need to yeah. be aligned. And I'm like, yes, but how about aligned around the customer? Right. You and know? that really is the voice of the customer programs that right. have been emerging over the past couple of years. Um, everything needs to be about the customer. I think there's a whole new focus that never was there before um, that really does nothing but say, what does the customer need, want, how exactly. do we serve them? Right. And then marketing and sales actually get together and figure out what it is that we can give them that they need. Um, everything from product and solutions to, um, you know, how we communicate it and how to make them understand or, you know, make it very simple for them to, uh, to look at something and understand it and make a decision and move forward quickly. Um, mm -hmm. It's all about speed. Uh, yeah, speed. Fastest always wins today. Always, yeah. Um, so interesting. So we've been talking a lot in the podcast about um, how salespeople need to change, how their approach needs to change, um, how they need to become more subject matter experts, more strategic advisors. Um, how have you seen it in your organization? Um, how, how are the sales guys making that shift? Um, are they doing it successfully? Um, one of the, the, the interesting thing was there was a study a USC Marshall School of Business study said mm -hmm. um, that buyers were looking for sales execs to be more strategic partners, but only 18% of salespeople were viewed as strategic partners. So it's a huge delta that I think we need to, to push from either a marketing enablement and sales. How are you kind of handling that on the sales conversation side? Um, well, I think that sales have, they, they have a big challenge because there's a lot of new media and there's a lot of new platforms there's a lot of new things digitally that they uh can leverage now in order to uh to move the needle and they have to learn that mm -hmm. and those things keep changing 
So once they've learned it, you, you know, you're, you're constantly in this learning curve of, you know, the digital economy and social selling mm -hmm. and yep. uh, your, your personal brand. Um, right. It's more than just the company brand anymore. Um, the salesperson has to consider their own brand, and that's Absolutely. how they position themselves as, as the trusted advisor, as mm -hmm. the subject matter expert, as the, as the guy that, that can come into an organization and say, you know, this is what you should do. We can build this solution for you this way mm -hmm. and have all of that resonate and, and, and be trusted. So I think um, exactly. everything is changing. And I think they're doing, they're doing great, uh, you know, just keeping up. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of organizations are training. They're doing some really good training on, on social selling mm -hmm. and, um, you know, tools like uh, Sales Navigator and things mm -hmm. like that from LinkedIn. They're learning how to use those tools. They're learning how to use new plugins that, that can get them, uh, you know, better data for the customer, um, better ways to reach out. Um, I, I think that it's in transition. It's going to continue to transition. It's not going to be a steady state anymore. It's no longer just um, you know putting something, putting some collateral in a briefcase and getting in the car and going out. Yeah, it's so true. And I think um, you know, and I like to talk a little bit as mm -hmm. our last question about social selling because I listened to a great one yesterday with Jill Raleigh yep. um, and the guys from Jill. SAP mm -hmm. on that. Um, and it's not like a lot of people think. Oh, social selling is, I'm going to start throwing out the same garbage emails uh, in in-mail in form, or I'm going to connect with somebody and within seconds I'm going to send them a short story right. on what I do, and that's not really what it is. That's you know, not so at all what it is. Um, you know what we learned yesterday was, of course, it's a lot about the research, it's a lot about being relevant, mm -hmm. it's a lot about kind of your profile, as you mentioned. You know, one of the big issues in this study was the number one reason buyers reject salespeople is trust. Mm -hmm. And think about digital. You know, if, if someone's going to check you out mm -hmm. and you're trying to sell them something and you don't have like a, a complete profile or yep. an interesting profile where you're doing stuff that says, oh, yeah, let me talk to them. This guy's yeah. or gal is, looks like they're kind yeah. of right in the, in the thick of things. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, how you guys are leveraging it. Um, and you know, kind of where you see that going in the future. I think uh, social profiles are probably one of the most important um, aspects of of your personal brand. And and now, um, whether anybody likes it or not, you have to have a personal brand. Um, you're going to have a personal brand, and if you don't create your own and manage it, one will be created for you. And <laughs> And yeah. you'll right, right, uh, yeah, exactly. So you really don't, right. you don't have the choice anymore. And um, social selling programs, yeah, I think they've they've been dismissed, especially by by sales, because it looks like um, in the beginning it was oh, it's just this fly by night thing. It's just you know my teenagers are using social, like mm. nothing that I could do to sell <clears throat> on it. And um, it's mm. more than that. Um, the as social media has emerged as a you know consumer and business carrier you know mm -hmm. it carries information it it really has become all about content and that content has to be successful needs to be all around the customer so what are mm -hmm. the customer needs mm -hmm. what are the pain points right um, all of that so that salesperson needs to 
become that trusted advisor through that content, by sharing that content, by um, by being able, you know, to speak to it, by there's all kinds of ways to reach out, and it's actually become much easier to connect with a buyer because everything is flat now. It, all of it, the organizations are flat. If you need to speak to a CEO mm -hmm. of a company, you can find them on LinkedIn, get their email address, and email them. Right? You could never do that. Right. You used to have to go ago. through the gatekeepers and the phone calls, ago, and you'd, you you'd be blocked be, out, yeah, exactly. right? And you'd, or you'd be sending mail that was going in the trash. Exactly. <laughs> and nobody, yes. And, and social selling is not email marketing at all. Right. Um, it, it is. You also, we've been teaching uh, our sales teams that you can read social media in a way of watching trends. Um, within the social platforms. Watching trends, watching clients, mm -hmm. watching potential customers, mm -hmm. knowing when, you know, when there's a shift, knowing when to reach out, knowing what to send. Mm -hmm. There it's it's very you can you can really gauge uh, the sales cycle and trends and movement and you can even detect acquisitions. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all of that. So it really is a huge pile of information that you need to navigate, but that's taught, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's taught, I mean, you have to be taught that, right? It's not, it's not intuitive. So that's what we're trying to arm sales with now. And so that's what, um, in the last couple of organizations that I've been involved with, um, we have had social selling programs. Mm -hmm. We put them together, and um, part of that is making sure that their LinkedIn profiles are complete and relevant, and yes. their headlines are relevant, and making sure that they have a professional picture. Right. We bring right. in headshot photographers. That's so great. Yeah. Um, and do the whole thing. So we did that. Uh, I rolled one out. It was a national program, and then it ended up. Globally, there are other regions that picked up, you know, the the program and just kind of, you know, program in a box and just laid it That's over. Fantastic. And so we were able to get, um, you know, most of the global organization up in, with a similar, you know, similar look and feel, similar description of the company, that kind of a thing. So it was all very aligned and, and very branded. So um, social is not going away. Um, no, it's just getting going. Yeah, you know, is, I think. Is. But and as now you say, changing. Video, right? Yeah, now we're sitting here on video and uh, having a great time. Well, this has been great. I want to congratulate you on a tremendous event, and um, you. wish you the best of luck with this and everything you're doing um, in your current job. And thanks Thank so you. much for joining Appreciate us, Nicole O'Brien. Thanks it's been so a much. Pleasure. It's been a pleasure. You got it.